The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Join 2014 Psychic of the Year Jennifer Schaefer as she hosts your Spirit Hour every second Tuesday of the month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best. Jennifer has been tested and validated as a member of Best American Psychics, Best American Healers and Certified Psychic Society. She is certified by International Master Psychic Lisa Williams as an Advanced Psychic at Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is mentored by Hans King and Alfred Ricci for mediumship at Agape International Spiritual Center. Jennifer is the founder of PsychicAngels.net where she gives back to the community by working with law enforcement as a psychic profiler and investigator. Her cases have been profiled on Dr. Phil, and she was a reoccurring guest on the Ricky Lake Show. She can be reached at bestamericanpsychics.com and jennifershafer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Now, here is our host, Jennifer Schaefer. Good evening, everyone. How are you? I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited probably every radio show, but I'm very, very excited because this is the month of my favorite, favorite holiday, Halloween. And we, I have a special guest, and we are both going to talk about all the myths that we hear and all the things that we really, a lot of times, even myself at this stage of my life, did not know certain things about why witches fly in a room or where that came from or how the cauldron, you know, where that came from. There's so many things that even I don't know when it comes to um, what people think this line of work is at, at times. And so without further ado, I'd like to introduce the rock girl, the high priestess of stones, Allison Hayes. She is a professional psychic medium, a past life channeler, healer, and high priestess of stones, like I said. She is a popular radio and television personality throughout the nation and hosts two radio shows, Rock Talk, with the Rock Girl on, C- on CBS New Sky Radio and the Sacred Stone Show on Blog Talk Radio. I believe some of those have changed. The Rock Girl has many celebrity clients to whom she offers psychic readings, Reiki classes, and other services. And, of course, it's all always confidential. Um, she has been quickly emerged as one of the most sought-after psychics across the globe. And she utilizes the sacred energy of stones to channel messages from Mother Earth and Spirit. She offers psychic Rock readings, past life channelings, energy balancing, and with the frequencies of stones. Um, she, I mean, there's so many things about Allison, including the fact that she is an, an avid animal rescuer. And I personally have been to um, her sacred, her sacred um, stone school and in Asheville, and I'm telling you, I have the mo- it's the most magical experience. If you're in Asheville, you got to go see her. Um, and again, without further ado, Allison, how are you, sweetheart? 
Oh, I'm great. I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice, Jennifer. So good to hear your voice. You know, I'm a big frequency frequency junkie, and, and you've got great energy. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really honored. Thank you. I was, you know, uh, because of, well, I'll start from here. When I've listened to a few of your shows, and one of them was about change, and it really, really, really hit me at the best time you could have ever possibly had that show. Um, we, for instance, I'm, as you know, why I didn't see you in Asheville is because we put our house up for sale because we were lucky enough to have something closer to the beach that we found and loved. And, um, talking about change, we had two offers, which I'm grateful for Two, you know, there's two offers that came in last night. Um, we have a bidding war over our house and it's, um, change is very challenging and you said it. If anybody's, you know, everybody out there, you can you can go to um, best of the best. Shay Parker's best of the best, um, where you can find this show in a few in a few days um, on iHeartRadio. That's where it's archived. And I, if anybody that's going through change, please go listen to that because um, I mean, you could tell a little bit about how you had change and how you ended up, you know, what your viewpoint was and how to change that and give a thousand percent to what you do. Right. Um, wow. Well, just, thank you. It was, <laughs> yeah, thank it, you. I, it was, it truly has just been, it, you know, that's why I missed you this year in Asheville. I had to, you know, I had to stay home, but I'm planning on going back <laughs> to go to one of your classes. I'm actually really excited about it. I have a plane ticket. Um, and I just, one last thing, I want to do a little shout out to my son who is home right now. Well, he's home right now, but he was sick today. And so he stayed home from school. That's little Jack. And, um, I hope he's feeling a little bit better. Um, do you have anything else? Do you have anything to say further about the whole change? How that, what prompted you to even do that podcast before we dive into other stuff? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, um, change is huge. And the, and the thing with change is if nothing changes, nothing changes. And if you're open to change, right. it's always changing. And, you know, it's interesting that you ask that because I'm doing a lot of body work and, um, you know, I'm doing the structural alignment stuff and the somatic body work because the frequency is changing. And I realize that my physical body has to change to be able to process this, this energy that's out there. And in doing so, it's causing a shift on the emotional, mental, and spiritual as well. And change, once you acknowledge it and embrace it and start to process it, it's an ongoing thing. And I realized I would uh, see something and I'd have to change something. I'm like, oh, i got to change this, then I'm done. But it's not. Once you allow it to come in, it's, it's a constant it's a constant flux and flow, and it's really right. a, a whole different perspective. And there's always changes. I mean, every single day, especially in this business, you know that we finally mastered one thing, and then something else comes up. And so, you know, I, I, I noticed, yes, exactly. And, and just you changing from where you're living now to closer to the beach, you're changing energy on all levels it's not just a geographical move it's it's physical mental emotional and spiritual so i'm really excited to hear what happens to you spiritually as you get closer to that ocean oh thank you i'm i'm very excited i mean it's a it's a it's a blessing but when i was going through you know are we making the right choice? Are we doing this? You know, and I, I happened to listen to your podcast and I just, it just put everything into perspective for me and I changed it. I changed it right then and there. I'm like, you have to give it a thousand percent. 
you got to go for it because even if you give it 100%, it's only 10% of the thousand you need to give. And it was just very, I just wanted to thank you for that podcast. It was really, really, really important. And so many people right now are going through so many energetic changes. And you're right, it is constant. It is constant. Yeah. <laughs> and exhausting sometimes, yeah. So I think I have to, I'm actually working on how to change my um, approach to change, how I handle change. So that's the big, the next big change that I'm getting used to is how to cham- how to handle change. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's really not a book that says that. They, there's lots of, there are, are a lot of preventative books, but once it changes, nobody talks about it. Like, you know, it's changed. Yeah. Right. And the last point, yeah, the last point that I want to make is that a lot of us, you know, are afraid of change because it's not really change, it's the unknown. Of, and right. so when I realized that it was really the unknown that I was afraid of, um, it, it, it kind of took the edge off of being reluctant or uh, resistant to change. And so, you know, for everyone listening out there, really sit down and, and contemplate what the word change means to you. Um, some, a, a few of my friends have made positive changes over the years, and they got really excited. And I thought, why am I not getting excited? Why am I so afraid of change? Because right, I like, was scared. I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, your, like yeah. Your, trip, your trip to Japan. And, you know, we talked about this last year when I had you on the show, which was roughly the same time. And you, you, you discussed how you, you know, it was, you, was ner- you were nervous going over there. And then once you went over there, now we can't keep you away from Japan. They, they're, they're, asking I know. More, they're asking you for more months. And we're like, wait, you can't go off for three months, Allison. That's not fair. You know? Yeah, but- <laughs> yeah exactly. I'll be over there. I'm, I'm working with them for six months on the contract next year. So talk oh about change, gosh. right? I knew that. Uh-huh. Darn it. Yeah. I hate saying that I knew I that. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. You're an amazing psychic medium. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. That's so funny. Well, you know what? That brings up another point is that's why psychics and, and mediums are so um, valuable these days because they can help navigate people through these changes by connecting them to their guides and their loved ones and, and embracing them through that process and guiding them through the process so change won't be so scary and it can be exciting and we can all get excited. Excited is much better than fear, I believe. I believe so. I believe so. Um, it is fear makes you, the universe has to give you what you vacillate on and if you're fearful, they let you stay fearful. It's, a, it's, it's, you know, um, until it changes. Ain't that the truth, indeed. <laughs> well, so another fearful, as we're going into this process, Halloween, and ha- my favorite holiday, um, we are going into some, we're going to dive into some myths. Like, um, how, just, let's start off with the, just our favorite word, <laughs> witch. Let's start off with witches. How did witches... You know, we'll start off with their broom. How did they come? How Describe the word witch and where it came okay. from or what you know about the word witch. Okay. Well, witch is really another word in the European Celtic community for wise woman and medicine woman. There's, there's medicine right. men in the, the Indian, the Native American tradition and so on and so forth. And, and which is really, it, it's another word for wise woman. And, and so they were utilized, especially over in Europe, to, um, 
help heal with elements of the earth. Before there was there was penicillin, people used roots and leaves and, and minerals, you know, rocks and things right. like that to help heal and create tinctures out of. And so people went to, to the, the, the witches, um, the wise women, for healing. Um, another another issue or word that I want to um, address is the word spell because that's a really scary word too. Um, right. It's interesting because spells are actually they were known as intentions. Intentions. <laughs> my, I'm I'm putting my intention out there for healing energy, right? <laughs> right. And the word spell got the bad name because they would spell out their intentions. You're kidding. And me. so. No, and unfortunately, every now and then, come on, we're out there. Some people have bad intentions. I don't want that person to win because I want to win. Um, you know, I you <laughs> right. know, I want that job. So maybe they'll go and they'll they'll get another job. Those are simple intentions. And the word spell, I'm casting a spell, is really stating an intention. And you can have positive intentions, and you can have negative intentions. And you know, all it takes. I mean, we're in the psychic realm, in the mediumship right. realm. All it takes is kind of one funky reading to kind of cast a shadow on all the thousands of great readings. I mean, it's just human right. nature. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't remember the cases that I've done well with. I remember the cases that I, that I couldn't help or the cases exactly. you know, that, that they don't solve or that they don't find that body or whatever. And it, that's, those are the only ones that haunt me literally. And that's probably another word that we've debunked haunting that haunt me at night. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I would bet money on the fact that the cases that you don't solve, um, you know, that, that go on, on, um, unsolved, the, the, the percentage is so much smaller than the ones that you do. Right. Yeah, it, that is true. <laughs> That that is true, exactly. but it's kind of it's one of those things our our, our human side of ourselves. Um, yeah, there, well, you know what's interesting, it, you know, Jennifer, is that you know think about a shadow. Like if you're standing against the wall and you see a shadow, the shadow is taller than us at most point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Wow, the shadow <laughs> self, go figure. I could sit here and talk. I could talk to you all day about this stuff. Um, the other stuff that that's so funny, your shadow self. How big is it? Your um, 13 signs that you're a witch. I absolutely, I've read some of that. Um, could you go into that a little bit? The 13 signs that you're a witch. Like the earth powers, oh. the wisdom, nature, storms. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to go through? Um, well, I'll just kind of touch on all of them and, and whatever okay. it calls to you. Um, yeah, I thought this was really great. It, it's an article that I found. It's by Sarah Wilson, Sarah Dora Wilson. It, it's not mine, um, and I want to make that clear because I always like to credit people. And not, yes, you know, of, course. Um, of course. Yeah, and, and I, I came upon this years ago, and I thought it was wonderful. And, um, you know, it starts out as people often ask me, how do you know you're a witch? And, and most often the question beneath the question is, am I a witch? Am I magic? And so we talked about what a witch is. It's about someone who works with earth energies. And I, I also, I, let's define magic very quickly so people yes. understand what that is. A lot of people, um, there's M-A-G-I-C, which is kind of the pulling the rabbit out of the hat kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the disappearing quarter under the coconuts. And that's a type right. of magic. But there's another magic that's spelled M-A-G-I-C-K. And right. really what that is, um, you know, the definition of that type of magic 
is utilizing um, energy. It's absolutely, it's utilizing energy um, in an effort to make a change in one's life by using your own personal energy and the, the energy of the surrounding environment and elements. And so the K was brought back into use. Yeah, the K was brought back into use by this guy named Aleister Crowley in the 1900s to differentiate it from magic with a C, you know, because that was a a popular theme back there, the hand tricks back in the 1900s. But magic is really, you know, using your own personal energy to elicit change. And the, the beauty of that, Jennifer, is we can all do that if we know how to do it properly. So that's very exciting. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we can do that. And, and also, um, I, I believe in, in one of these um, points here, making magic could be just cooking a beautiful meal from natural and organic ingredients. How awesome is that? That so. is really, that is really, in fact, my husband sent lunch with me today, with, which he made homemade pasta all from scratch. And he was so excited to send it to me, you know, send it with me to work because he knew how busy I was today. But anyway, Yeah, and that is a form of magic. So my and, husband, and so, does, my husband you know, does magic. <laughs> I know, and it's so simple, and it's accessible to everyone because everyone is responsible for their own personal energy. And if we could become more aware of that, we become more empowered. And so, again, you know, we, we've redefined or at least, you know, brought another, another um, definition to the table of, of what people believe is a, is a witch and what they believe is as magic. And so education is key to this. Um, and so the first one, it says there, if you think you're a witch or you are a witch, okay, you can be a goddess, a priestess, a healer, a shaman, a wise woman, a wife, okay, a mother. <laughs> um, it says here, here is a roundup of 13 moonlit and magical signs that you may be a witch. One, earth powers. A witch is a woman of the earth. We inherit her natural powers of birth, transformation, healing, rebirth. These are all powers of women. And so basically where there is, where there is woman, there is magic. So it's really connecting to the, to the earth elements, which is a very simple thing to do. You know, it's funny because there's this, this new thing going around called earthing, right? E-A-R-T-H-I-N-G, earthing. And it's uh-huh. walking barefoot on the earth. I mean, isn't that crazy? That, <laughs> that sounds kind of funny. I mean, I have to be at the beach. You know, I, I love running on the sand every morning and just get, getting, you know, there's a, I, there's a connection to that element of water that I have to have and I have to see. And it just it just takes a few seconds out of my day, but I don't call it sanding or earthing. Yeah, yeah. I think you should. Like, God, that would be great. Come sand with me. That's fabulous. You know? Sanding. And, you know, you know, let's talk about that. I know I digress, but we, we always come up with such great, great items to chit-chat with on, right. when I'm on your show. <laughs> Sand is made out of um, quartz, right? It's actually made out of quartz and other organic materials. But quartz is an, in the stone world is an amplifier. So as, while you are sanding, you are walking on the, the, the quartz crystals, and it's amplifying your energy. So oh isn't gosh. that cool? That is super cool. Uh-huh. All yeah. right, then let's and let's add first. another element. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's let's add the water. Water is a conductor. You know, if you you never put electrical cords near water because it's a conductor and will zap the Jesus out of you. So here you are. You know, you're super sensitive, super psychic, super medium, super you know, <laughs> dense star, right? Okay, 
Well, you plug in every day uh, to the beach, which is the quartz crystals, which we talked about, and the earth and the water, which is a conductor. And that's why I was like, I am so excited to find out what transpires, what transforms as you move closer to the beach. Isn't that crazy? You're, 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 you know, it's that's an amplifier. Crazy. A lot of psychic readings are actually um, more powerful for me when I'm doing them um, when it's raining or thundering out because the, the energy is just plugged in to the much higher voltage. So how, how cool is that? And isn't, doesn't, cool. isn't your studio where you do your readings on the beach as well? Yeah, my, yeah we, it overlooks. It's, I'm, I'm so grateful. Uh, Dr. Denise McDermott and I share an office, and she asked me to share an office. And it, it overlooks the ocean. It is the most gorgeous setting. And I, you know, I don't think about it being a conductor, but yeah, of course. <laughs> In fact, I've, I've, yeah. Limited, I've, I've limited myself now. Not limited. I, I work seven days a week, but I'm taking my readings. I'm doing readings in my office. I'm only doing them three days a week now in my office because of it. Wow. Yeah. Because the energy is so intense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That is kind of crazy. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's amazing how we kind of we, we kind of just, you know, kind of sometimes just drift into this. And when you look around and you can see that it's, it's simply divine guidance, which is really exciting. Yes. Okay. Number two, wisdom. Do you find yourself bubbling from an internal cauldron of ancient natural healing wisdom? Are people drawn to you um, to discuss uh, love, wonder, fury, pain? And so a lot of times if you find yourself kind of bubbling up with this natural energy and wisdom coming from within your soul, that, that's a, a surefire sign that you're a witch and you're connected. Yeah. Uh, also, also, it's a very good point. Bring up the word cauldron. Because a lot of people don't know where that came from, that word. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. You know, it's so amazing. I, I am a wordsmith. I love to find the words and then trace the origins of them. And, you know, right. cauldron, um, I'm going to, I, I want to actually um, scroll over here to the, to the um, perfect point here. All right. Cauldron actually means hot bath. That's what the word means. Um, cauldron is the womb in witchcraft. And, in, and, and witchcraft is not about, you know, all that awful stuff that we just talked about. It's about really creating positive energy through positive intentions and connecting to the earth, as which the planet that, that most of us live on, or that we all live on most of the time. Let's put it that way. Okay? <laughs> um, anyone listening to this radio show. Indeed. And so cauldron, uh, a cauldron can be associated as the womb of the earth. And it's actually made of minerals, which are the building blocks of stones, which is why I like them so much. But the word cauldron was first recorded um, in Middle English as it's, it's caudron. It's C-A-U-D-R-O-U-N. Um, and it's also, you know, it, it, it's in Middle English. It's, it's referenced in... Um, French, it's also in Latin, um, classical Latin, vulgar Latin. It goes all the way back to the beginning of time. And it all, it overlaps, meanings really overlap. And it, it comes from the Latin word for hot bath, which was used for cooking. And so that's what it means. Cauldron is directly translated into the, you know, hot bath, and it was used for cooking ingredients, melding ingredients, simmering everything together, and it was a form of alchemy. Alchemy is changing one, one you know, thing into something else. There's spiritual right. alchemy, which is, you know, you know, alchemy could be, spiritual alchemy could be changing negative energy into positive energy. 
you know, alchemy could be changing base metals such as lead into gold. And so it's a form of alchemy because when you put every bit of ingredients in the cauldron, um, like carrots and tomatoes and, and rice, and it cooks down into a stew and it's changed into a stew from separate ingredients. And so that's what the cauldron is. And it's also going to be associated at Halloween with the womb of Mother Earth because you, you put all sorts of lots of goodies in there and it transforms into something better. Isn't that exciting? That is so exciting. I absolutely love mm-hmm. that. And I love, I, I mean, it, it, you just, when you think of wisdom and you think of that cauldron and just ancient natural healing, you know, wisdom, there's so many things that can come out of that. So many great, you know, medi- like good medicine within. And it's, it is um, a definite sign that you're a witch if you have a lot of wisdom to yeah. share and impart on others. And the wise women, yeah, and the wise women over, you know, in Europe would collect the roots and um, all of the other things that they made tinctures out of, and they would cook it down so it would blend together, and it was a form of medicine, just like you said, which is really <laughs> great for healing. That's really what this is all about is healing, you know. Right, right. Got to love it. So, so on to number three, nature. This is another sign that you might have a little bit of witch in you. Do you live by or near the woods, by the beach, by a body of water? If not, do you long to? You know, witches being intricately entwined with nature, they, they connect to the powers of Mother Earth themselves and all of her natural right. beauty. And so, you know, people who have always felt at home at nature may have a bit of a little witch in them. Yep, that would be both of us. Uh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep coming back to your sanding. I think, I think yeah. that's brilliant. <laughs> sanding. <laughs> we should do a workshop about sanding, you know. Oh, love, love, love that. Um, oh, here's another good one. Four storms. Are you... Um, some pe- a lot of people are afraid of storms. And here in Asheville, we had this humongous, we, we didn't get the hurricane, but we had the great floods. And so, you know, a lot, a lot of people were afraid of them, and I kind of sat here and enjoyed it, really. Uh, you know, I prayed <laughs> that no one got hurt, but it's a form of cleansing. And so people who are not afraid of storms, if, in fact, if you revel in the power of Mother Nature at her most visceral, um, and you know, a lot of times you're connecting to the passion and energy of that right. storm. So didn't, it's another way of looking at storms. Didn't we have nicknames last year? And I, I believe your name was Storm, if I'm correct. If I'm correct. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Isn't that funny? When we were, yeah, so, yeah we were all getting together and talking about right. connecting to the elements. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, think about it. There's no greater passion than a storm of, you know, from Mother Earth, right? Right. <laughs> right. You take that in so many different ways. Know, so. <laughs> Yeah, and it you know the power in that Mother Earth can be very tame and embracing and soothing at times, um, and she can also be very powerful. So she's a very humbling entity to to, to say say the least. Oh, here's one I think a lot of people will like number five: animal and nature. Are animals naturally attracted to you, and do you <laughs> love them? Okay, do you cry empathically when, the, you know, when you connect to these creatures on this planet? And also, yeah. if you're not directly in contact with an animal, how about animal totems? A lot of times they show up, and, and they bring wisdom and insight um, into your life. So witches and animals are so aligned with nature that they speak a similar energetic language and recognize each other. Yep, that is true, and um, I've... 
my husband is an animal whisperer. <laughs> he's the dog whisperer. So he's he's getting more witchy will on me. It looks like, according to this. Yes. <laughs> these, yes. These Indeed. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it might yeah. just be. I think only two. Okay, so I don't think it cuts it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey. Yeah. So- well, it's funny because, you know, what we're getting at is, is witches are really connected to nature and to healing and to energy. And you have the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdom, the animal kingdom, and then you obviously have the humans as well. And, and we are all connected in this sacred spiral of life. And, you know, as a witch, you, you really connect to the cycle of life, and one of those are the critters. And so, right. again, if, if people don't have access to, you know, um, real-life furry animals, often if they go out to wildlife or they'll see animal totems all the time or they'll right. even come in their dreams. So that's also, another sign. Also, loved ones who've crossed over, they're able to manipulate the energy and give you, give you signs that they're around through animals. They don't become the animals, but they're able to manipulate butterflies. They're able to manipulate certain, you know, birds um, to show you that they're around and that they love you. So it goes in so many different ways. The next one is one of my favorites. I am. Oh yeah, well that's that is really neat. That that is awesome. And as a medium, of course, you you probably see that several times a day. Yes, (laughs) yes, I do. So, are you talking about the moon number six? Is this your favorite? Yes, this is my favorite. I am crazy for the moon. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but yeah. Well, the moon carries that divine feminine energy that we all crave. And and the moonlight, you know, let's talk about the moon before we get into this for a minute. But, you know, the moon is actually as powerful, if not more powerful than the sun. The sun can bake you and burn you. You'll never get moon baked. You'll never get moon, <laughs> moon burned, right? I don't know, but I think somebody's going to come up with a moon bake. I think we have a lot of things that are going to end up out there as somebody's going to claim it as their own. Um, yeah, you won't get moon baked. That's for sure. And they yeah, they charge no. they charge your they charge your stones. I always put my stones in the, you know under the moonlight to get charged. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what's interesting? The moon is a strong enough divine feminine energy because her electromagnetic frequency. It, wow. it drives the tides, you know, it drives the ocean. You, you, I mean, hello, you live by, you know, you, you're moving, you're living on the ocean right. now. And you, <laughs> right. you're very well aware of the tides. And the moon's power is enough to electromagnetically connect and drive that she regulates, she directs the tides. And think about it. The earth, last time I checked, was what, three quarters water? That's a lot of energy to be in charge of, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. It, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you also, there's also been studies that have done that, that have been done with like hospitals when, when they have the most pe- the most erotic behaviors with, with, you know, patients or shootings or it happens around the full moon because it, people don't know how to handle that energy as well. Yeah, because it's, it, you know, it's subtle, but intense. Yes. Just like yes. we women, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think I've ever been called subtle, yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I've been called subtle either. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, you've been yeah. called your your storm for a reason. <laughs> uh, Allison. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I try my best to to connect to the moon. You know. That is, that is so, so um, you know, a lot of times for for you um, women out there, and even men, let's include men in this. Um, you know, right. a sign that you may be a witch. Are you drawn, pulled, and moved by that moon's energies? Have you gazed at her, spoken to her, been flooded by her light since you were a little girl? 
are you aligned with any of her phases? I mean, for me, full moon is really intense, but the new moon and the, the, the waning moon, you know, um, the waning moon and the waxing moon, like when it comes in and when it comes out for me are also equally as powerful because, yes. uh, you know, it can bring in energy and it can wash away old energy too. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And that's when you set up your spells, your intentions, correct? Yeah. Yes, exactly. When it's a new moon. And absolutely. And, and a good time to start new projects and relationships is when she waxes, when she grows full. And, and, and you, a lot of people tend to let go when she is waning and moving out. And so for, for all the listeners out there, it would be really kind of an interesting exercise to just kind of chart a couple of moon cycles and say, oh, I just happened to start this project, and oh, the moon is waxing. And when they're letting things go, it can be waning. It's interesting to find that we're already aligned to these energies when we're not completely conscious of them yet. So. And there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, non-conscious behavior, <laughs> but once you yeah. start diving, <laughs> once you start diving into it, it becomes so amazing and so beautiful. And you see, you see how we all work together. Um, the next one, powerful, and then healing, and then past life memories. Those are, I mean, all of it. You know. For, oh yeah. Are you talking about number seven? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, do you have more than a sneaking suspicion that your wishes will come true, good or bad? And, and are you perhaps a little cautious or in awe of your power, right? Have you been right. called an old soul? So witches, as, as, <clears throat> witches are as old as time, and, and your eyes are called the windows of your souls, and they hold ancient stories and secrets and myths and mysteries. And, and so, like you said, it, it, it ha- a lot of us have an inkling of our past lives, yeah. Um, and, and all of that stuff. And so before you forget your magic, remember um, what you saw or felt as a little child because a lot of times we come in with those, those memories. I know you have two beautiful, amazing children, and I have a feeling. I, I, I know I met your little girl, um, and there's uh, some major old, old soul energy going on there, right? Yes, yes, there is. And even with my son Jack, he um, recounted several of his past lives without, you know, when he was he's 12 going on 13 but when he was six and seven and it was I wrote them all down and it you know I was describing one to him the other night and he's like I don't remember saying that like he forgot that you know they go through that phase of Ooh, forgetting I got again. The goosebumps. Wow. yeah it was pretty yeah. it was pretty spectacular I'm glad I did it at the time that he said it um and then that was for that was so eight is healing and then nine is past lives memories and then yeah eight is healing yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You have this. So go ahead. Um, and then 10 is outsiderness. And this is a big one because a lot of people, a lot of clients that I work with feel like they've never belonged. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, and I know this isn't what it's saying. It's actually saying that you felt, well, yeah, about being an outsider. And that's usually a good indication that, um, you have, you are a little witchy, <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's also like, do people get overwhelmed in big crowds? You know, a lot of times if you're that sensitive, I know that I, I haven't gone to the movies in years because I, it, it gets me too much, you know? And then I right. go to the supermarket. We get, they're open here 24 hours, and I like to go at like 1 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I go to mine at 6 a.m. when they open. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, 11 now, is mystical crystals. I'll let you take that one. 
Yes, yes. Mystical crystals, accoutrements. Are you drawn to beautiful rocks, pieces of earth energy? Um, and so a lot of times witches know the properties of the earth stones and how to recharge and heal with them because they've used them for thousands of years to, to promote healing, love, abundance, protective benefits. And they often wear the jewelry. Um, and so, you know, that's a, another kind of no-brainer to connect to the earth and being, part, uh, you know, and, and an inkling that you may be a bit of a witch. Yep, I carry around my little my little skull that I bought from you know that I got from you when we the my pink quartz and I'm telling you it just has so much energy in it and I carry around some mandaras as well and I just I'm a little kid that has it in my purse everywhere I go <laughs> I think it's kind of funny um, if I actually think about it um, and the number twelve magic which we described a little bit before but um, go ahead and take that. Yeah, you know, did you believe in magic as a child? Did you see magic in the air? And again, we talked about the uh, the magical, you know, as an adult, we can relate to magic as utilizing energy to bring on change, but children see them all the time. You know, fairies and angels. It's, I mean, you have right. magical children. I, you know, your daughter came into the rock room in, in New York City. Remember that? And she was just, yes. she saw it in the stones, which is amazing. So She didn't, she didn't want to leave. <laughs> she did not yeah, want to leave. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she saw things that we weren't seeing. And through the eyes of a child, magic is quite clear. So yeah. that is, is – and, you know, it's interesting because we think that a lot of magic today as adults are spooky, but children find them mystical and fun. Yeah, they're a little bit ahead of us. They're a little bit ahead of the game. Hopefully we're actually making it that way for them or paving yes, the way. Yes, yes. Um, and th- the last one is 13, because I want to get to a couple more things. It's going by so fast. I want to get to how did witches come to ride the broomsticks. Um, okay, so that's a good la- one, yeah. <laughs> the last one is 13, more magic. Go ahead. Yes. Um, more magic and divinations. You know, um, basically, when, when you work, you can make magic with anything that is elementally connected to the earth. And, and divinations are simply connecting to the divine, right? Divination. Right. A lot of times people think they're spooky. They're not. It's, it's the, the root word is divine. Um, magic is using your own energy to connect to the divine. And that's number 13. And I think we're all very capable of doing that with our own energy. And, and it's more powerful when it's kept positive. Exactly. And I want my listeners to know I'm on, I am, I'm interviewing the rock girl and Allison Hayes. And you can find her, go to her website and her fanbook page at therockgirl.com and her sacred stone schools at um, sacredstoneschool.com. And so, you know, find her on Facebook, the rock girl sacred stone school. And she has tours November uh, November in 2015, she'll be in Philadelphia. June and July 2016, she'll be in Japan. And the trip, she's going to Bimini in April 2016. And then in Asheville, spring, summer, and fall of 2016. Boy, you are busy. You are so busy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's a, just a little bit of it. But yeah, the Asheville... You know, I'm taking people to the waterfalls now, and we're doing lots of fun, you know, channeling there because the energy is is really great. So that's what we'll be doing in Asheville, and they can check the calendar. Please check the calendar. And so um, before we have to go, I think we have – oh, we're good. Um, How did witches come to ride broomsticks? I love this, by the way. 
Okay. Yeah, this is so funny. Let's bust some myths here, Jennifer. Um, You know, witches are known as ugly old crones that go riding (laughs) witches and casting spells. And so, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, how how many minutes do we have left? I'm going to... Rebel, can you let us know how many minutes we have left? She's so wonderful. And please, I mean, we have the best producer, by the way. Thank you, Rebel. Yeah, we have, Rebel 10, we, have, we have 10 minutes left, she says. Okay, perfect. Great. All righty. So, first of all, um, the word crone, old crones, ugly old witches, and um, uh-huh. riding broomsticks, and all this, using cauldrons. First of all, um, a lot of the unattractive women back in the olden days, they were not attractive enough to be married off. So they were used as housekeepers or they lived as old maids or old crones by themselves. And to make money, they often, you know, cleaned houses. And so they would use the broom. And the broomstick was a a very important fixture in ancient homes throughout Europe because that was the only tool they had to keep their house cleaned, you know. Um, (laughs) Most of the... Yeah, most of the floors were, were made of, of wood and straw and dirt floors, right? So vacuum right. cleaners were not an option or even invented then. And the only way to keep the home clean was to sweep it out. So they would make brooms, and the brooms were made of twigs, right? I mean, if you look right. at the old room, the, the, the handle was a twig, and then the, the bristles could be made of, of straw, herbs, twigs, things like that. A lot of times, the bristles were made of herbs to keep the house smelling clean, like lavender oh, wow. and rosemary. Yeah, that right? That's so cool. And yeah, and so they used what they had. You know, the shaft of the broom was round because it was a a, a branch. And they also associated the broom with the tree of life, which was a very important symbol in ancient Europe. Um, And so traditionally, the the broom was made from hazelwood and the bristles were made of birch because that was the, 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 the trees that were environmentally available. And so the old crones who were old and lonely and not attractive enough to be married (laughs) off or couldn't bear children, Um, they were kind of pushed to the outskirts of the community, uh, the outcasts, all right, the outsiders. We covered that a little bit in 13 Signs That You're a Witch, right? Right. And it's funny because a lot of these myths are are kind of seeded, S-E-E-D-E-D, in truth. And so they would go around and they would sweep out people's houses to make a living because they didn't have a husband or family to support them. And so they would take their rooms and they would clean out the houses and then a lot of times they would clean it out with the regular brooms and then they would put, you know, nice smelly twigs to, to kind of finish off. They would have a couple of brooms. And so brooms came wow. to symbolize cleansing, all right? And oh so not only, yes, I know. I think we will all have a new relationship with our broom now, right? Yes, <laughs> maybe, but yes. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Or at least we'll honor it, right? We, we may we'll not use it, it, but yes. we can honor it. Yeah, right. And so a lot of times, um, you know, because it also came to symbolize, it was, it was connected to the tree of life. It, it also bore a spiritual meaning of not only the physical cleansing, but also the spiritual cleansing. And remember, witches worked with herbs and they knew which ones cleansed energy. So they cleansed the home and they cleansed the energy of okay. the home. And a lot of people would just take a broom and put it symbolically over their threshold to keep out negative energies. So it became known as a powerful, powerful tool on many levels. Now, um, 
Also, back then, what happened is people were eating rye bread. You know, they made all this rye bread and, um, you know, they, they started to evolve and they would not only make it at home, but they would go to the grocer to get it. But what happened is if it wasn't eaten every day, the rye bread began to mold and there was a mold called ergot, E-R-G-O-T. And it was poisonous. It could kill people, and it actually killed a lot of people. But what people also realized is that in smaller doses, it was a powerful hallucinogenic drug, all right? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and so what happened is it, when they realized, when people started to realize that if they used it in small dosage, it, it was not... Um, it was not going to kill them, but it actually helped produce a sense of euphoria. And what the wow. witches did, um, you know, what the witches did is they made, remember they made tinctures and, and all sorts of, um, you know, potions to heal. And they, in order to alleviate some of the pain and suffering of, you know, people were sick, they lost arms, there was gangrene, they would start to put a little bit of the ergot in the potions to help heal people. And people, listen, they, they, you have people in the community, but they'd always go outside of the community to find these crones to heal them because they actually, it, it worked. And wow. so the crones, when they weren't healing people, they, they ended up getting some of this tincture on their hands and they would sweep the, you know, they were working all day. Someone would come along, they'd give them a little potion and then they'd go back to sweeping the broom. And then they realized that they were getting high off of sweeping the broom. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's where they ended so, up writing, writing their broomsticks at that point. <laughs> yes. Well, what happened is, remember, these are old crones. No one loves them. They have no physical connection, no joy in their life except for sweeping the broom. So they realized that if they could put the – if they could – they already had the tincture on their broomstick from their, not wiping their hands, you know, because it was like ooey-gooey. Then they decided to ride the broomstick. All right. And what they would do, I'm going to let you handle this because I know you know the story because I sent it to you. But <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to paraphrase from, from the write-up because I want to keep it, I want to keep it clean, so to speak. Yes. Okay. So here we go. Um, what happened is the modern image of a, a witch riding a broomstick was inspired by the sight of a woman rubbing herself on the drug-coated broomstick, okay, because okay. she would sit on there and um, rub okay. her <laughs> nether regions. Does that make sense? That makes sense, and that's only because it had no human connection, and um, don't think of it, Mom, as something bad. Okay. My mom always listens. Yes, exactly. Love you, mom. Yeah, but but so you could understand. Yeah, totally you could understand. understand. That, that um, is hilarious. So that, but you had to let us know that because there was pictures of women on, you know, broomsticks, and they just, I mean, witches in general just had a bad rap, and you have changed. Exactly. <laughs> you have changed a lot of that. Um, Allison, we only have a couple minutes left. I just want to thank you for being on the show. Um, we have we have more things that we could have gone over, but um, I felt it was really important for to debunk all these myths, you know. And even I forget, you know, as, as many times as I might hear it, I forget this. I forget a lot of these myths that um, why people get fearful, you know, um, of what we do. Even though all we, you know, our practices of being having spiritual practices and connecting and making us more. Um, one, I believe, as a planet, as a whole, 
Um, it's people like you, Allison, that really, really, really help and promote that. And I, I mean, I can only imagine the thousands of people that have the ripple effect from you and their own ripple effect and who you've helped. Um, you are quite an amazing individual and I am honored to have you not only as my friend but, and colleague, but just someone that if I ever needed anything could go to in a heartbeat. And I appreciate that. Um, where could everybody find you, sweetheart? Oh, okay. They can uh, just go to therockroll.com or sacredstoneschool.com. So eventually, I I kind of move around a lot, but I always come back to those. So thank (laughs) you for asking. And again, thank you for having me on the show, and thank you for being you. And again, you have no idea how fabulous it was to hear your voice today. I truly appreciate it. Well, to our listeners, good evening. And, you know, don't um, be afraid of Halloween. Celebrate it like I do and have fun with it. Have fun with it. Okay, everyone? Um, And with that, we will say good night. Thank you for spending the past hour with psychic medium Jennifer Schaefer, your translator of spirit. Join Jennifer the second Tuesday of every month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best as Jennifer brings you your spirit hour. Find Jennifer at jenniferschafer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And also at bestamericanpsychics.com where Jennifer earned the prestigious 2014 Psychic of the Year Award. Jennifer thanks all her listeners and encourages you to remember love.